You're listening to Journals of the Willing, a proud part of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Check out the network on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com, on Apple Podcasts, Facebook, and Twitter, and take your first step into a larger world. everybody welcome back to journals of the willing it's our monthly look at star wars on the printed page and this is also the eve of the last jedi for us right now so we are we're gonna try and stay in the moment but you never know we might tangent and just completely lose our minds here um but with me is as always is steve how's it going man hey i'm doing great so excited how you doing i am doing grand i i can't believe the Last Jedi is is upon us. A lot of our friends in the Commonwealth have already seen it, some more than once. I, I can't wait to start talking with them about their thoughts on this whole thing. I, I just want to. I just want. I want this to be done, man. I, I want to see this movie. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> well, Everything... I mean, yeah, and, and it's two years that we've been waiting. Two years of questions and like a Star Wars film. I was I was actually just talking to my husband about this. You know, this is the first part of the saga that they've ever really had a cliffhanger you know like we you know i mean all the other episodes you know they did leave you wanting more but there really wasn't i mean empire did leave a eh, eh, now i'm correcting myself as i'm talking empire did have a cliffhanger <laughs> but they didn't have so much lingering questions right it was just like what's next with yeah, this well, there's, was... there's so much mystery built into it yeah this this one was it, Darth Vader can't be Luke's dad. That can't be what's going on here. That was the big thing. And and is is Han dead? Right. You know, this is more like central questions, his, historical based questions, right? Who's who? And it, so much. Who's Snoke? Who's Rey? And, you know, the fan base has been debating this for two years. And it's just we're finally, hopefully, not going to look at get some answers. I'm hoping. <laughs> I think for every answer we get, we're going to get at least one or two questions in its place. This thing is going to be like a Hydra. Yeah. I mean, I'm cool with that. As long as they answer the ones that we've been asking for two years. <laughs> yeah, you can replace them with others. We need things to talk about because well, five months from now, we're going to get Han Solo. But then mm -hmm. we have a long wait, a year and a half until yes. episode nine. That's going to be tough. That's going to be something we, we're not quite accustomed to anymore. We're so coddled, we're so spoiled in this era of Star Wars that, uh, you know, a year and a half, that, that's going to be rough, man. I don't know how we're going to manage, but uh, through perseverance and grit, we will. We shall overcome. <laughs> well, lucky for uh, people like us, we read the books and the comics, so that hopefully, you know, holds us over. It's going to have to. I don't, I don't know how much else we're going to get in the meantime. It seems like animation is going to hit a hiatus in the springtime. And we're going to have, it's going to be, yeah, we're going to have to rely on comics and novels really to carry the mail for us. I mean, in the scope, right? It, it, it beats like the wait between episodes three and seven and the wait between, you know, episodes six and one. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know? Yeah, let's, so, let's, I mean, let's hope we're done with those types of decade long waits. I, I'm, I'm totally over that. <laughs> 
the key is in those types of weights not to tell us that there's more coming and then make us wait 16 you know 16 to 20 years Ugh, i don't want to think about that <laughs> you know, if you're gonna do episode whatever it is just say yeah we're done and then 20 years later say we're back don't don't say ah we're gonna wait 20 years before we give you something else that's that's nonsense <laughs> So what are your plans for tomorrow? You got you and Dan are going to hit the theater for showing tomorrow night? Yes, yes. So me, Dan, and his brother have uh, 7.30 tickets. Um, so, we'll, you know, we'll go through work. I won't be able to pay attention to a single thing, but I'll be at work. And then, yeah, right after that, we'll probably run home real quick, take care of the dog, um, drive over to the theater. Because we, we picked the really nice one, the, the really nice AMC, but that's over... Over the Hudson, so it's like yeah, like twenty minutes drive. Now, will this AMC be issuing out those uh, those posters? I, I think the artist's name is Dan Mumford. Uh, I hope so. Boy. I think they gave out posters for the Force Awakens. I think they did. Yeah, so I can't remember. Can steal one for me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have I have his posters, his for the Force Awakens posters, framed up on my wall at home, downstairs in my basement in my Star Wars room. They're they're just so nice, man. Oh yeah, I'm sure I'll be able to, to snag one. It'll be a <laughs> belated uh, holiday present. Belated Christmas present. <laughs> okay. Um, what, what about you? Yeah, well, geez, I, you know, I got some of the boys uh, together: Corey and James and Carlos, uh, and my, our, one of our powerful friends, Eric. We are going to hit uh, a local theater. We're gonna. Uh, they're gonna go for dinner first. I'm going to join them as soon as I can. And um, yeah, hopefully, you know. Get a little sit down in, relax a little bit before we get to take in this uh, groundbreaking Star Wars movie. The reviews are, are awesome, man. Yes, they are. I'm trying not to look at too much. You know, I'm really doing a good job. I think, you know, I haven't been spoiled yet. You know, I'm really avoiding social media, um, looking at the really vague reviews. I keep up with Collider, and they're really good at not spoiling their stuff. Yeah, they were actually calling out. Other reviewers, at least one from Variety, who who was being a yes a spoilery jerk. Yeah, so you know I pretty much stick with those guys for the reviews. That's been good. Um, but yeah, you know I mean really this is it. This is less than twenty four hours now. So I think I think I can stay away from reviews and, and social media for less than a day. Yeah, you got to hang in there for for one more day. By the time this podcast drops, if you're you know if you're safe about it. You'll be in the theater safely ensconced in your seat. What um what time is your uh, screening? Ours is uh, nine thirty. We went for the second showing, just so okay. that we can all get together first and and uh, you know have some, have some dinner and chat and stuff like that. Also, I have That's my cool. daughter's Christmas concert tomorrow night at Didn't seven that happen? p.m. That Didn't happened that last happen year too. Yeah. yeah, why does it just keep falling on the same? <laughs> I don't uh. know. It's a Christmas concert. Put it closer to Christmas. What are you doing? Right. It should have I mean, been next week. Ne- but... Next week would have been would have made more sense. <laughs> would have given the kids another week of practice. Uh, you know, first yeah. graders need practice singing. Who's kidding who? <laughs> uh, but it's good to know though that yours is a little after mine, so I know not to message you guys right away. So I know that to wait at least an extra two and a half, three hours to actually scream into my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Just babbling like a fool, like we're we're all going to kind of be just drooling and babbling over what we've just seen. I'm pretty sure yes. about that. 
Uh, that's the vibe I'm getting from the reviews. I heard it, you know, it's, I heard it's divisive and that makes me excited because that means they're trying new things. Yeah, everything I've seen said this is not an Empire retread. This definitely branches off into different directions and there are def- as a viewer, as a fan, we are definitely going to be challenged. And that is exciting and terrifying at the same time. But <laughs> That's uh, what I want to th- hear. <laughs> this is what we need. This is what Star Wars needs. We have to get out of the comfort zone a little bit. It just can't be the same same people doing the same things. Absolutely. All right, so let's talk about why we're why we're here today. We are breaking down a gem, an absolute gem of Star Wars lore. This is Son of Dathomir. Now this came out in four separate issues from May to August of 2014, uh, a four-part series written by Jeremy Barlow with art by Juan Frigeri. And this thing was based on actual screenplays for, for Clone Wars season six or seven or whatever it was. Uh, before they... Yeah, six, I think. Yeah. Yeah, well, whatever it was, right before they had the, the rug ru- rudely pulled out from under them. Uh, so yeah, this this is legit stuff. And... It's the last bit of of uh, material to sneak through Lucasfilm's blowout of Legends material, and I, I got to imagine that Lucas's involvement with those Clone Wars scripts uh, kind of induced Lucasfilm to say, you know, let, let's let's just keep this. This is pretty cool, and also it's the makers. Let's not let's not besmirch <laughs> the man by blowing out something he specifically had a hand in. So, did you read this? back in 2014 i did not because i think at the time it was considered legends and i just did not i don't know i don't know i don't know if there's ever a point it was considered legends but no the answer i mean simply the answer is no i I never read it and then Mm -hmm. when i tried to get my hands on it i think when you know once it was declared that this survived the big uh the reckoning where everything was sort of smashed this piece survived you know if if you think of the end of Jedi with the Millennium Falcon escaping the Death Star and you see that plume of fire and then the Falcon shoots out from, from within that's sort of son of Dathomir escaping the Death Star blast. Um, once, once that news came to light, I wanted a copy of this. I wanted to read it, not digitally. I, I've decided I can't stand reading digital, um, but it was, it was out of print and it was too hard to get mm. or too expensive. So I just decided, right. you know, I, I hope maybe one day Marvel reissues it in trade. And fast forward three years, and here we are. It took long enough, but here we are finally. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't read it either. Um, yeah, because I think I was kind of in the same boat as you. I was, I was just getting into the Star Wars uh, comics in general, and I wasn't sure if it was canon or not. And then, like you said, it was out of print. So I wanted to read it, yeah, but never got to it. I think, yeah, I think I came into the same issues you did. It's just being too much money or hard to find. Yeah, yeah. Well, once I once I heard that Marvel was re- reissuing it, I added it to my Amazon wish list immediately. Immediately, and I or I think November seventeenth is when it came out. I bought it that same day. It it showed up a few days later, and I, I you know I just got done reading it a few days ago, and it is it's fantastic, man. I'd heard nothing but great things about it. Uh, and it doesn't disappoint. I mean, this this thing kind of leaps right out of the animated series. I know it's got its own style. It doesn't look, doesn't exactly look like the Clone Wars, uh, but it feels like the Clone Clone Wars. It kind of feels seamless to me. 
And it just brings so many familiar names and faces back to the fore that, you know, for all intents and purposes, we had not seen since 2012 when when the series was cancelled. Right, right. Uh, so diving into it here, it it, it kind of picks up right where uh, the episode called The Lawless wraps up. This is, I think, the end of season five, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. The episode, the arc where um, Maul and Savage Press tangle with Darth Sidious and where uh, Savage gets killed and uh, Sidious ends up force lightning torturing Maul and then telling him he's not going to kill him. He's, he's got another, another purpose for him. This kind of leads, uh, Son, Son of Dathomir kind of picks up right after that, and we we arrive at the Imperial Prison, or I guess at this point it's it's still a, a, a maybe a Confederate prison, but it's mm-hmm. it's the, the notorious prison that we see in Rebels. I think it's Stygian Prime. Uh, later later in Rebels, it's, it's known as the Spire. Uh, in that, in the, if you if you recall, it's in that episode, uh, Rise of the Old Masters where uh, the ghost crew feel like they can still rescue uh, Master Unduli. Right. The very same prison. That's that's where Maul is holed up. Which uh, you know, I didn't even catch that right away. That is it's that was such a cool callback right off the hop for me. And I'm like I'm, I'm wondering, I guess uh it, it's it, it, in the moment I kind of forget that it was pulled from 2014 cuz you know, they kind of pulled some of those storylines and rebels from this even though this wasn't reprinted until now. So I'm thinking, was there some fancy reverse engineering going on? <laughs> but it's a good, it's a really good catch. Yeah, I mean this this thing kind of touches on you know, it touches back to Clone Wars obviously very closely, but it also harkens ahead to Rebels in a couple different ways. And it's 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 a really nice piece of connective tissue that uh that we'll really dive into here. Um so we know that Maul was sort of the head of Black Watch and had formed this criminal organization known as the Shadow Collective, which consisted of of Death Watch, mm-hmm. uh, Black Sun, the Pike Syndicate, the Huts, uh, Mandalorians. Yeah, yeah, I think that. Yeah. Well, I think the Mandalorians under Death Watch. Under oh yeah right right. And then finally, um, I guess the the Knight Brothers, who were obviously under uh, Mother Tal- uh, Talzin. Um, yeah, so Maul's leading this, this mob for all intents and purposes, and he's trying to use them to destroy, destroy everything. I mean, that's basically a story. He wants to, he wants revenge on Sidious. He wants to take him down. He wants to ruin all of his plans. And he's pretty close. <laughs> he kind of gets pretty close, but, uh, no cigar by the end of it. But, um, what were some of the takeaways for you in this book or highlights takeaways? Um, I loved seeing Maul with the dark saber, I think was a, a big part for me. Um, you know, the Mandalorians handing that over, um, you know, just one that ties to rebels, um, visually speaking, um, seeing him as a leader, which I think is very interesting, kind of leading an army. Um, you know, really trying to, you know, take revenge on Sidious. Uh, I, the one big thing I, you know, I really took away from this. Uh, I am not a big Grievous fan. Um, and I think, you know, I was telling you a little bit before the show, uh, you know, I was alluding to it. 
that the artwork alone, I think, for Grievous um, made me more invested and interested in the character. Um, there's one uh, particular shot. Um, I think it's somewhere in like issue three or four. Uh, Grievous is, is battling the Mandalorians um, and he kills a few of them. And it's just a shot of him uh, covered in blood. Uh, and you know me with my horror. Uh, I loved it. I thought it looked really cool and menacing. Um, you know, he didn't strike me as menacing in um, uh, Revenge of the Sith. No. But no, he here... falls flat for me. I, I never liked Grievous. Yeah, but here he just seems more brutal. And, and I enjoyed that. Yeah, they were able to kind of take a departure from from his portrayal in you know, what is essentially a, a kid's cartoon and sort of uh, roughing him up on the edges a bit. So yeah, there, it was a little bit more edgy and gory. I mean, not, not to the point where it was full of blood and guts, but yeah, there, there was no. a bit of a rough edge to this. Yeah. Um, so I enjoyed that. I think um, the the stuff with Mother um, Todd's totally blanking. Mother uh, Talzin. Talzin, Talzin. Um, I love the stuff with her. Um, and just the sisters in general. I, you know, I, I, lo- I love Dathomir and kind of the lore there. So kind of seeing her um, trying to, you know, come back to power, uh, taking over, um, just kind of flipping through. I'm proud. <laughs> totally blanking. But Well, yeah, I, I, take- I kind of blanked on what happened with her. Because in this, we see Maul trying to – he's able to communicate with her. Her her mm-hmm. spirit is still kicking around, uh, but she's right. She's no kind longer... of calling the shots from beyond. Yeah, but she's no longer in physical form, right? So Maul is trying to uh, lure Dooku around so he can use his life force, his energy, maybe his his yeah. force strength uh, to fuel Mother Talzin's rebirth, which works. It brings her back to life uh, towards the latter end of of the four parts arc. Uh, but as as we'll discover, that uh, that the, <laughs> that rebirth doesn't last so very long. I mean, I just thought it was interesting that there's Star Wars lore that touches on possession. You know, I thought that was really kind of um, different and kind of cool. I don't remember. I mean, I, you know, I didn't see all of the Clone Wars, so I don't know if she had done that stuff before. Um, but has possession or any kind of weird... I, don't I mean, I assume either. it's still part of the Force. Yeah, I mean, I imagine it's still part of the force like it's a really dark force power um but of like a force ghost kind of possessing another individual is pretty awesome <laughs> i don't know but again like i'm biased as in i love every, anything that kind of delves into horror kind of themes yeah i i know i think we had seen some sort of possessions type stuff in the the mortis arc so it's i don't think it's unheard of but i think this you know, the, the, the Dathomir witches, and specifically Mother Talzin, she kind of takes it to the next level, where she actually inhabits uh, Dooku's body in this. And then finally extracts herself and, and retakes that form that we know of her, that ghastly-looking mm-hmm. beast in that, in that red gown, which is, which is an original design from The Phantom Menace for, for the Sith Lord of that movie. Oh, yeah. Which is pretty interesting. I, I like that they recycled that design. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's stunning. Yeah. No, um, 
Yeah, I liked I liked seeing because you know, I'd forgotten so much, and it was so great to see, you know, the faces like Black Sun and the Pikes. It was good to see them back in the fold, and just to re reorient us where we were. Like I, I'd forgotten that that Mother Talzin was gone. I'd forgotten who was aligned under Darth Maul. It was it was just nice to get plunged back into that world, and it you know, it's it's underratedly nice to see things like. Uh, the you know Trade Federation landing ships. I missed all those things, man. Like I missed seeing Count Dooku and his uh, his bodyguard droids. Like all that, all this stuff that we mm-hmm. took for granted years ago that has almost completely vanished unless you watch the movies. All comes right. exploding back in this. I mean, this this book is full of action. You know, I, I don't know that it's super dense as far as narrative details go for the overall universe. We're really still dealing with a pretty self-contained story of Darth Maul with uh, Darth uh, versus Darth Sidious, Sidious, <laughs> Sidious, and and Dooku, and how these guys are playing almost against each other, right? Mm-hmm. These, none, none of these three guys trust each other, and there comes a point later in the book where Mother Talzin straight up tells Dooku that, yeah, uh, Sidious, Sidious is going to replace you. Watch out now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Which is a heavy I love case is... of foreshadowing, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I love just thematically, though, um, the per- it, sorry, the paralleling stories. Just, you know, the central theme here being, like, revenge. Um, Mother Talzin wanting revenge for taking Maul, for uh, uh, Sidious taking Maul. Uh, Maul wanting revenge for that backstabbing and replacing him. Um, you know, it just kind of shows like the weakness and the downside of the dark, you know, of the dark side, right? I mean, if everyone's driven by hate and revenge, right, it kind of leads to everyone's demise, actually. <laughs> uh, and in, in the end, yeah, for sure. Uh, but it also, again, reinforced the weakness of the Jedi and how how impotent they'd become as an order. I mean, here they are thinking, and this is Mace Windu talking. You know, the, one of the top dogs of all Jedi saying, yeah, you know what? Looks like, uh, you know, Darth Maul's back and he's he's against uh, Dooku. And it seems like those are the two guys we're looking for this whole time. And if we can catch them, we can end the war. And he's talking to Palpatine. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, sure, you go ahead and do that. Right. I mean, again, I also like that, you know, Pal- it just kind of further shows how many strings that Palpatine is, is pulling here. Right. There's so many um, just gears and mechanisms that he's working to take over. Um, and it just kind of shows how he is able to play both sides, um, really blindsiding everyone. Absolutely. Everybody. Everybody was completely clueless as to who the real villain here was. And I, you know, I think in this book, I've, I'm not a huge Mace Windu fan. I want to be. I remember when they first cast the guy. Sam Jackson, I thought this this is going to be the best. I can't wait to see this. But he has underwhelmed me at almost every phase. The only time I really like the character is in the Tartakovsky Clone Wars series. Mm. I guess he did some good stuff in the, in Filoni's Clone Wars as well. But on screen, oh, he just does not do it for me. Uh, so it's 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 unfortunate, but I think yeah, they definitely could have done more with the character. You know, kind of just going through the motions, I feel like. 
you know, he's not really a character that adds too much um, depth. It's just kind of like, you know, the one pointing out things, the one going along with emotions, you know, that's it's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, he's giving out orders based on Jedi dogma. And it's like, dude, you're so stupid. Like, do you not have any common sense at all? What is wrong with you that you're such an idiot? And, you know, he shows up frequently in this book. And he accomplishes nothing. He's He gets fooled by Palpatine again. And then when he enters uh, you know, a small little skirmish, you know, he, it's so Obi-Wan, uh, Mace Windu, Aayla Sakura, and Jedi Master um, Tipley all show up to, you know, they, they've, they've zeroed in on Dooku and Grievous. And here we are, we're going to, we're going to end this right now. And they all get whooped. And when you flip through those few pages of that battle, Mace Windu literally does nothing. Nothing. It's it's so disappointing. He just he gets knocked out by a rocket, and then a couple of pages later, sort of comes to him and says, "Oh, what happened?" Yeah, well, one of your Jedi were killed, and guess what? They got away again. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen a little bit of Anakin in this story somewhere popping up. I don't know where he. I'm trying to think timeline wise, though, was he preoccupied at this time? Do hmm. they even mention him? That's a good question. Uh, where would he have been? I don't know how th- where this is in relation to the Ahsoka storyline, where she's mm-hmm. up on trial for for bombing the Jedi Temple. I don't know. That's a good question, though, because yeah, he is he is conspicuously absent in this book. Right. I mean, I could have like I would have preferred to even see him as opposed to Mace. You know, being with Obi Wan. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, he probably should have been. Although I, maybe that story ends up differently then. Um, so where else can we take this this little breakdown? Try to think. We kind of, it's funny, we kind of like jumped to the end a little bit. Um, oh, yeah, we're, the we're, middle. we're jumping all over the place. <laughs> really, I think of the, the, the middle chunk. Um, you know, the, I mean... Ha- Oh, go ahead. Do you did you remember the the, the character of of uh, Master Tipley? Did she jump out at you? Um, she I, she was okay. Um, you know, she just kind of seemed like a generic Jedi uh, member to me. I don't know. Was there something standing out to you? Well, I, I was looking at the character and I'm hearing the name, and James Arnold Taylor's voice was ringing through my head, and I thought, I I'm, I'm sure this character I've seen before, and sure mm-hmm. enough. She was in the Clone Wars series, and she had a, a a sister who was also a Jedi named Tiplar. Oh. And both died. <laughs> Tipley, yeah. Tipley in this book, and Tiplar, I think, in, at least I'm pretty sure, in the Clone Wars series. In the Clone Wars, okay. But a very unique-looking Jedi with that sort of featherish head, like, fe- like those long featherish-type things on their on their heads. Very cool I characters. Mean, really cool stylish, yeah. Um, was that early on in Clone Wars or later on? Can, do you remember kind of where it kind of fell? I want to say it's later than earlier. Okay, because I saw most of the early stuff. I didn't get a chance to see much much of the stuff towards the end. So that's maybe where my memory is blanking. Yeah, I've got, I got we, we are going to go back on that series when we when we resume uh, Bridge of Transmissions once uh, once Rebels kind of takes its final bow. I think we're gonna we're gonna go through uh, Clone Wars a little bit. That's awesome, actually. Yeah, I would like to go back and actually like finish it. Maybe I don't know, necessarily start from season one again because I, I remember most of the early stuff. 
but some maybe go kind of where it really picks up towards the end. I might do some rewatching on my part. Yeah, that's never a bad idea before before Netflix loses the deal on that. I thought it was supposed to happen already. I think it's still up there. It is. Yeah, they some somebody swept swooped in and extended whatever contract needed to be extended. Uh, but once when you know once that whole Disney subscriber service goes up, that will be oh. yanked from where. Well, it'll probably it'll go over to the, that. It'll go over to their service. Exactly. However much that's going to cost, I don't know. <laughs> uh, early reports said it was going to be less than Netflix. I can do that. Take that. Uh, take that for what, whatever that means. <sighs> so many services. Not to go too far off, but I know CBS All Access. I've been dragging my feet on that for Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, I'm not there yet. I'm not on. I'm not on Amazon Prime. Prime, we have Prime's worth it. I think. I think. But well, it's inevitable. Yeah. I, I order often enough from Amazon. They'll they'll, they'll get me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, plus their shows. Me. I think. So there, um, there's there's a shot in here where uh, Sidious and Dooku, along with Grievous, actually no, it's 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 Sidious and Grievous, and they're on their on their way to sort of rescue Dooku and ambush Maul, and it looks like they're riding in Maul's ship from Episode One. I, right. I don't, if, I don't know if it's the same ship or the, just the same model, but I thought that was another interesting callback because they they still use. Uh, the old cloak function to sneak up on Maul. So it's funny to see them use uh, Maul's old ship with its special cloaking trick and use that all against Maul. Yeah, I'm curious. What was Maul flying in Rebels? Did he did he have his own ship? I can't remember. He did. Uh, that's a good question, though. I can't remember. I want to say he was stealing TIE Fighters, but I don't think that's the case. Mm-hmm. I think for I a while know. he was flying a Mandalorian ship. Okay. Yeah, I think that's what it was. He was, yeah, he was flying around in a Mandalorian ship, if I'm not mistaken. That, so that could quite possibly be Maul's ship. I'm thinking maybe somewhere along the way he lost it um, or abandoned it, you know, and they just kind of picked it up and, you know, it was just kind of absorbed into their fleet. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, once once Maul was presumed dead at the end of Phantom Menace, they found his ship somewhere on Coruscant, and Palpatine's going, oh, yeah, just uh, take it to the impound over there. And then, you know, a little sleight of hand, and oops, it's in his garage. Mm. Along with his other, his yachts and his other cruisers, and however many ships Palpatine has. Uh, so there was a really, I mean, this this must have been up your alley, where they're draining or trying to take possession of Dooku so they could bring Mother Talzin back. Mm-hmm. Just that whole in- inhabiting his body and th- those green vapors, which we've seen in Rebels as well. Uh, just just that whole sequence, that must have uh, been up your alley. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I, the colors, too. I, you know, I love just the contrast of the green to the red. Um, you know, they call them witches, but I mean, they really, I mean, in this world, it's, it's really force powers, I'm assuming, right? There's no difference. Am I wrong on that? Uh, yeah, I guess it's just people using the force differently for, you know, to different ends. Right, right. But even just the contrast, maybe the ways in which they're using the force, um, just the, the green versus the red. I think it's a really just nice color palette, um, color choice, um, 
and a good way to just visually separate the two types of force using. Um, so I think that really stood out to me. Yeah, no, that, that that always was striking, especially in the animated series. But it, it it's yeah. no less uh, no less visually appealing here. Uh, and we get a great scene again. So we, we we had a bunch of battles in this. We had Maul versus Dooku at least twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had I I think Maul took on Dooku again, which was again cool to see. There's a lot of action in this book. It's almost it's really almost nonstop action. It's a page turner, I think, as far as action sequences go. Um, like I mean, like you said, like it, it's good and bad in the sense that you know we're not getting a lot added to the lore. Um, but we are, it, it, it's a fast pace. It, it's a story that moves though. Oh, it does. It absolutely does. Yeah. And we also, we're, we're on the cusp of getting Maul versus Sidious, you know, uh, I guess round two and Maul is no less confident this time. He's got the dark saber this time, but I mean, come on, Maul, when you, when, when is this guy going to learn? He, I guess that's <laughs> the thing, right? Maul does not ever learn. Right. No, no. And because it's revenge that drives him. And I think um, he's not thinking clearly, you know, kind of even when um, the uh, uh, totally the shadow, um, the shadow collective, even when they're kind of questioning his plan, um, he's still moving forward regardless. Uh, you know, he doesn't really kind of stop to think of the logistics. He's just kind of, you know blinded by his own vision absolutely and we get we get a part where dooku is completely possessed by by the night uh, by mother talzin and she kind of sicks him on palpatine so we we get a tiny little dose i mean and i mean a tiny dose of dooku versus sidious which again boy that could have been a, a lot cooler had they given that more time now i gotta i gotta imagine that in the animated series had this mm-hmm. played out, this would have gotten more play. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I would imagine that there would be more handing off um, to episode three. You know, there's a lot, a little bit of misdirection because the way I'm thinking is now it's been a little, it's been a hot minute since I've seen episode three, actually, <laughs> but it opens with Dooku captured. Uh, Dooku is on his command ship. Okay. And uh, Palpatine is the one that, <clears throat> excuse me, is the one that's captured. Oh, okay. Okay. I was, all right. I totally blanked. I was like, cause now we have Dooku and Grievous kind of in the hands of, <laughs> of Maul. And then the, the Jedi are involved. I'm like, is there going to be some weird handing off? Cause I hadn't seen this yet. So I was like, where is this going? Are we leading into episode three? I'm like, then I completely forgot. This is kind of in between <laughs> two and three anyway. But um, yeah, I don't know. But I did, uh, I did like where it ended up, though. Yeah, yeah, and we're almost towards the end. But uh, Sidious frees um, Dooku from, I guess, the grip of Mother Talzin. But the, at, at that point, she's powerful enough to manifest herself physically, and it's, it's quite the moment. It's quite a, a dramatic reveal. But Sidious, unfazed, yeah, you're about to die. And uh, they engage in a little bit of a duel, like, but not with lightsabers, rather with their force powers, um, which is kind of mm-hmm. neat to see. And this, she buys Maul time to escape, and she's she's fighting actually Maul and Sidious. 
which gives you a bit of a perspective of of how strong she is. I mean, she's taken on Sidious and Dooku in a force battle, and she's she's not backing down. She's seemingly not losing. Right, right. But, I mean, her ultimate undoing um, was Grievous. How do you feel about that? I don't know how I felt about that. I guess I... I guess for somebody who's, you know, he, he's not in the force game as, as far as engaging in that manner. He's just all like brute force, right? So mm-hmm. it's a great shot of him sort of uh, emerging from, I guess, all the force magic that these guys are, are throwing at each other. And he just drives his lightsabers, right, two lightsabers right through her chest. And her death, her death is quite gruesome. Like, it seems like almost like she dries out into this husk and just almost burns away to ash right on the spot. Yeah. I'm visually stunning. I thought that was, you know, it looked really cool. I, um, you know, at first I was a little, um, underwhelmed that Grievous was the one that, um, did away with her. But then I kind of like thought back to what, you know, what I said earlier about the, the, the theme being blind revenge and kind of ultimately being the downfall you know, so it it makes sense that she would be, you know, in the throes of revenge, being distracted enough that Grievous, Grievous would be able to kind of take advantage of the situation. You know, while she's dealing with, you know, Duke of Insidious, you know, Grievous can kind of step in and, you know, be like, ah, gotcha, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, at, at the end, we, we're kind of back where we started, right? Maul is back on the run. You know, he, he used, he, he watched his mother die, but at the same time, uh, the Mandalorians that were under his command sort of drag him off and they, they take off. Uh, so he's, he's back on the run and we have, we have Dooku and, and Sidious kind of, I guess they're not really, they're not obviously not celebrating their victory, uh, but Palpatine is making it clear that, you know, this, this was a, a tough hurdle for them to get over, uh, but now the Night Sisters are are finally out of the way, and there's there's pretty much nobody left for them to worry about. They're, they're, Sidious is is clearly not all that concerned about the Jedi, Mm-mm. and he was just he he was busy, preoccupied with getting rid of anybody on the Force using front that might get uh, get in his path, and so now Mother tells him he's gone. And that's it. Grievous has, has served another purpose in murdering her, and um, you know it's it's another, I guess another hurdle cleared for Sidious and the Sith. Now, for like moving forward, you know, with with this story and this time frame, do you think them pulling this into canon opens the door for more unexplored kind of storylines that were supposed to be made? I think so. Uh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, just I mean, just immediately here, I think this this book is is begging for for a sequel. I can I can totally imagine at some point, maybe in the not too distant future, we get Son of Dathomir two. I can absolutely see that happening because we this now this is sort of the end point of Maul until uh, you know we, we know that he was at the siege of Mandalore, which was very briefly alluded to in the Ahsoka novel. Mm-hmm. Very, very briefly. Uh, we know that ah- ah- Ahsoka kind of dealt with him there. But then we you know, we skip ahead to, after that to Rebels. 
So there's still a lot of Darth Maul territory to cover, and I don't know. I, I got to imagine that we we fill in more of those blanks. Maul is still a very very popular character. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. What would you like to see with hmm. Maul moving forward? Oh, it, that is interesting because it seems like the crime syndicate he was leading has, is falling apart. The Huts have kind of left his side. Uh, we know at some point he's not going to be... By, by the time of Rebels, he's not leading the Mandalorians. Right. He still has the, the Darksaber. Mm-hmm. He's not leading the Mandalorians. It almost feels like he's he's a bit of a lost soul. So I don't know what story you can tell with Darth Maul. Maybe maybe there isn't going to be a Son of Dathomir too. But I I got to imagine there is. I just but hmm. I don't know. I don't know I'm, what story yeah. you tell. I mean, I think we could we could get a more illustrated representation of uh, the Siege of Mandalore. Um, that would be you incredible. know some. Something around that time, I think, would be a, maybe the next logical, you know, do a little time jump, get to that point, you know, maybe have him go toe to toe with Ahsoka on the on the page. I would love to see that. Because I, mean, I think their confrontation in the Ahsoka novel was sort of anticlimactic, right? If I recall correctly, uh, she lured him into a sort mm-hmm. of trap where she they caught Maul and Ray Shields, right? I think so. Right, right, right. And so that I think that was a pretty short-lived thing, but I would, yeah, I would, I would dearly love to see Ahsoka versus Maul. I would love to see that. I, I, the Siege of Mandalore, I think, because it was also a fairly fleshed-out story. So put that, put that in a book, put that in a comic. Maybe make that the basis of Son of Dathomir too, even though, even though ah, he's yeah, he's always going to be a native of Dathomir. So the, the title still holds water, even though. Mother Talzin is dead. Right. I mean, it still could be. Yeah. I mean, it's still what makes him who he is. And that's still kind of like the figurative ghost of his. Right. So yeah. that'll follow him around. So we can kind of play into. All right. So now, we're, you know, I would like to explore more of how he feels now that Mother Talzin is dead. Kind of him seeing him grieve and kind of finding, you know, I guess Ball going through an identity crisis. Right. <laughs> Could be interesting. Um, could maybe be what fuels his motivations moving forward, you know, within the Siege of Mandalore, him trying to lead. And then we can kind of get into the falling out with the Mandalorians um, and kind of leading into where, you know, where he's at in Rebels. Yeah. You know, what's fascinating about, about Maul is that he's kind of a, a very on-the-nose poster boy for the, the dangers of the dark side. At every step of the way... He loses something. He loses mm-hmm. his limbs in, in the Phantom Menace, and by extension, loses his place at Sidious's side. Uh, he comes back to uh, comes back in, in Clone Wars, and again, he loses his brother. He, he just he, he's just constantly losing things. Like every time every time he pops back up, every time you think he's he's going to seize more power, he loses it again. And it's just because right. this guy just can't get his head around the idea that if he just, if you stop being so hateful all the time and so stops being so angry all the time, maybe, maybe you'll accomplish your goals. But no, he's just, he's just always so pissed off, so hellbent on revenge that the the tighter he squeezes, the harder he tries, the, the more things get away from him. Yeah. 
I, I think that's really powerful, and I, I and I would like to see that even explored more. Yeah, why not? I mean, like we just talked about it a few minutes ago, we're going to have a lot of time between Han Solo and Episode Nine, and I think I think filling up the story with a bit more Darth Maul, who I've said in the past, I'm kind of done with. Mm-hmm. But when I mean, I think what I meant by saying I'm done with Darth Maul is that uh, his story. Like where he where his story ended in the timeline in Twin Suns, that's it. That was a good place to end that character. But there's still all kinds of stuff in between. I think that you can still explore. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, I think I, I agree. I think the Twin Suns, uh, the final confrontation with Obi Wan, I think that is a solid bookend. You know, this is where it ends. This is where it stops. Um, I think that's solid, and that definitely shouldn't be messed with. You know, in a way, uh, Maul is a, almost a little bit like Old Man Logan, in that you know, not not that Logan is a Sith or or an antihero at all, uh, but just in the way that you you know, we we got Old Man Logan and then a sequel to that and then another one. You could very much do this with Maul. You can give it yeah. the same kind of treatment, Son of Dathomir and the Son of Dathomir Two, and then just just keep going with that. Until you, you know, until you wake up in the morning and bump your head against uh, the storyline in Rebels, like that, that. I think that's an interesting, uh, I guess, arc for, to look at for for Maul. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, I also have to remember like how much else they're going to tell outside of Maul. You know, my feeling with the Last Jedi, you know, what I keep hearing is that it opens up so much. I feel like it's going to finally now that they reveal X, Y, and Z. I think it's going to allow them to open up storytelling in the new era. Um, so I'm wondering how much they're going to fill the story space, you know, the publications. So I'm wondering, I don't know, uh, you know, do we have to, I'm wondering if we're going to have to wait long for Maul or not. Hmm. It is a good question. It, it, I mean, it's really impossible to predict, right? Uh, we, we got what the five part miniseries of Maul this year. Right. Uh, now, Son of Dathomir has been reissued. We had that exciting run-in in Twin Suns. So, I, 2017 has given us quite a bit of Darth Maul when you think about it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just don't know if that was sort of a precursor of things to come, or if that was okay. This is this is Darth Maul's year, and it's going to be right. his last. Right? Are they kind of like giving? You know, they're kind of tipping the hat to. Mall fans, and now we're going to kind of move ahead a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we could just as easily be done with him as you know, just just getting started. It's it's really tough to say. Uh, but if, if they can tell more interesting stories, you know, I'd I'd be willing to read read them. But I, from what I can, t- from what I heard, you know, the, the freshest story of the lot being Darth Maul's one through five, sort of a meh. You read those? Yeah. Um. In general, I mean, I couldn't do a full. Re- I, in general, I liked it. Um, but I'm trying to when did it take place again? It was at, between one and two, I think. Uh I thought it was. I don't own it, but I, I it forgot. Was, I it it's was been... pre-episode one. Right. Yep, yep. 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 Um. So yeah, I mean, they could go in that direction. If they want to tell more stories, by I think this time between three and rebels, 
is kind of the um yeah i you know i, I the safest I, bet yeah does he i don't know if he still considers himself sith at this point i think maybe somewhere in rebel uh in clone wars he renounced the ways of the sith and he just said uh, he's, he's just something else uh but yeah. I, i'd like to see more of that i'd like to see him more more kind of exploring who he, who he is on the dark side if he's not sith what is he i mean when we we talk about a, a jedi who's air quotes gone gray you know he's not a jedi but then what is he what is maul if if he's not a sith is he just a dark side user is he is he's demoted right, to inquisitor status <laughs> what do you call this guy i'd be curious to know uh, about that right i think part of that is how much is it uh, a fan need to classify versus like i mean is there actually a a phrase within the lore for it not that i'm aware of hopefully if somebody yeah. somebody listening uh if there is a classification for maul if he's part of a group grouping of force users let us know because i am i am not sure all right steve i think that brings us to the end of the son of dathomir uh i you know I, we went pretty deep although you know we kind of we jumped around a lot a little bit by design a little bit because we're erratic that way um but I, I, you know, in the end, I didn't want. I don't want to spoil this completely. I want people to kind of go out and grab this, and, and go through it on their own at their own speed and pace. Um, what do you think of this book? Is this a, a must-have in the collection, or um, would you would you recommend people kind of pass on this unless they are diehards? Um, I definitely recommend it. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I think it's definitely well worth the wait. I hadn't. Like I said, I didn't read it back when it came out, um, but I'm so happy now that it's been reprinted and I can have it on my shelf. Um, I think between the artwork, uh, the action, uh, it's phenomenal alone on that. Um, but it's just a really cool uh, bridging story for Maul. So I definitely highly recommend it. Yeah, I got to recommend it too. I mean, it's not going to blow your socks off in terms of lore like we talked about. It's it's not like in the end Maul ends up kind of in the same place as where he started. So in the end it's, it this book this story kind of serves to further Palpatine's goals a little bit and just gives you a little bit more of of one note Maul, the guy who just sees red all the time. Uh but yeah, like you said, uh the action, the art it's it's great. It's it's really nice to revisit this era of Star Wars, something that we've not had in in quite a few years now. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's um, a very valuable plug in a story that needed telling. So I will recommend this as well. I will you know definitely recommend people to hit Amazon or your local bookshop, your local comic book store, and and grab grab the trade before it's gone again. And I think you know what also. Uh, if if the sales of this do well, I think that will probably push Marvel uh, to to green light Son of Dathomir too. So go out and get your copy and really enjoy it because there's a lot there to enjoy. And with that, Steve, before we say goodbye, before we break out of here and, and go see the Last Jedi, you know it is the holiday season, right? And I I you know we were talking and thinking we should probably just throw something out there for the powerful friends a little impromptu giveaway and in the um, giving mood yeah i mean we've 
you've you've got a copy of a certain book over there that um, I think maybe we can forward on to one of the powerful friends here. Absolutely, yeah, we've got a uh, a copy of Rebel Rising, um, the Jin story um, that was released after um, Rogue One, I believe. Yeah, the, it, the book came out. Yeah, so a little bit about her story um, before the movie. Yeah, and I've heard I've heard pretty good things about it. So it's, a, it's about time we get another copy of that out there to the powerful friends to read. So let's do that now. I mean, this is a bonus contest, so everybody's in the pool here. I got my trusty Lego, or what is this? My Lego Hera microfighter with her ghost spaceship. I love this little piece. And everybody's name tag is in the box. So an early Christmas gift going out to one of the powerful friends, courtesy of Steve. So Steve, thank you, man. Thank you for, for wow, finishing this. Absolutely. Program. Imagine I pull your name out here. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to mail it to yourself or just uh, just kind of leave it on the shelf? Just to go through the motions. Yeah, I'll mail it to myself. <laughs> I'll go to the UPS store and get it shipped to me. <laughs> All right. Nah. Here we go. The moment of truth. Let us reach into that box. And the winner is book is going to be taking a trip over to Ireland. It's Dave Donovan. Nice. There you go, Dave. Congratulations, my friend. A copy of Rebel Rising for you on the way. There we go. I like doing that, man. I like I like doing giveaways for the powerful friends. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's awesome. I, uh, yeah, I have Rebel Rising, and then I think I have one more book, I think, for my latest batch of copies. I forgot which one it was, but we'll, we'll do that one shortly. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I guess, yeah, we'll, we'll throw another book out there at uh, some point down the line when we're feeling extra generous. But that's it. We are done for Journals of the Willing for this month. Uh, Steve, where can people find you on Twitter? I am on Twitter at JoeAngoFett, G-I-O-A-N-G-O-Fett. And we hope to have you back very, very shortly for our Sith Disturbers Sithmas special. That's going to be a blast. And we'll, I'm, I'm, we're going to do our best to get everybody on. Yes, looking forward to that. Yeah, getting getting our thoughts on, on The Last Jedi out there. Oh, man, so much stuff to talk about. So little time to do it. I, I, I don't know how we're going to manage. But like I said, we will... We will persevere. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be imbued by the uh, the energy of excitement. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, I think we're going to be all on adrenaline here for the next little while. I mean, it's not every day we get a game-changing Star Wars movie, right? All right, so one last thing before we go. Um, a reminder to everybody, the powerful friends, send us your voice clips, your impressions, your immediate knee-jerk, uh, evaluations of The Last Jedi. Send us those clips uh, by email and uh, we, we will get those into episode 106. Um, and also, uh, don't forget, if you haven't left us a review on Apple Podcasts, please go ahead and do so. That That's another great way to help us get this show in front of some more eyeballs. And don't forget, I mean, we've got the holidays around the corner. You might gonna, you might have some spare time on your hands coming, some some time off from work. Go check out StarWarsCommonwealth.com. You can look up uh, or you can hit the website and learn more about the shows and the people on those shows. And not to mention, you can also look up Star Wars Commonwealth on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to all those shows uh, right there on the page. And 
they are really terrific shows. We do we we try our very best to bring really great Star Wars podcasts to your attention. And um, yeah, I, I think I think all seven members of the Commonwealth are well worth a listen. So uh, check that out. And also, I'll mention one last time that this podcast was released early to our Patreon supporters, who we lovingly call the Powerful Friends. And if you want to become a powerful friend, head over to patreon.com slash tumblingsaber, where for just a couple dollars a month, you'll get several exclusive podcasts, early access podcasts, uh, all very diverse content, very uh, divergent topics. Uh, We get newsletters, and of course, as we just did here, giveaways. We, We love to do giveaways. We do at least one a month. Uh, so get in there, patreon.com slash tumblingsaber, 2 to $3 a month, and you're in. And there we go. So you can follow Steve at GeoAngoFett. I'm at tumblingsaber. Steve, man, thank you so much for, com- for, you know, for coming by and, and helping me break down Son of Dathomir. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. And enjoy yourself at The Last Jedi tomorrow, my friend. We will we'll speak on the other side. Yes. Looking forward to it. All right, guys, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Send us your feedback. Let us know what you thought. Uh, if you've read Son of Dathomir, uh, jump onto the Facebook page or the Facebook group, the Tumbling Saber Facebook group, and let us know what you thought of this of this four-parter. And uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Have yourselves a great weekend. You've been listening to Journals of the Willing from the Tumbling Saber team, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Learn more about the network and its members at StarWarsCommonwealth.com.